Welcome to Rettles Pub, where we talk about the spirits while partaking of spirits. Last time on Rettles Pub is not knowing. I'm comfortable with looking in the glass darkling, right, and only seeing a hint of something. Because when it's time for it to arrive at its most perfect moment, it, if it's, it will be wonderful. It'll be amazing, right? Well, I often look at it as, you know, if we're looking at it to that to that extent, I often look at, you know, people worry about their lives being a mess. Yeah. Because it's a mess. Yeah. And often it is. But they, they often look at their lives as a mess and they don't think that there is anything that they can bring to the table because their life is a mess. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten to where I don't believe that. Yes. And, and nobody should really believe that because no. it's kind of a silly thing. The problem is is that people see that and refuse to speak because they, they don't think they have uh, th- their life's too messy in order to do that. And to me, I, I, with this understanding of the ordered steps... It doesn't matter that your life is a mess. You're going to do and say that one thing that I need to hear at the perfect moment. And and it doesn't matter that your life is a mess because because your step is ordered as as much as mine is. And so um, I try to hear. (laughs) Here we go. I, I try to have ears so that I might hear what the Lord speaketh through whomever he chooses to speak it to. Mm-hmm. Through, regardless of their messy life, regardless of whether I consider them sinners or not, regardless of whether they do drugs or not, regardless of whether they prostitute themselves or not, regardless of think of the worst possible person that you would ever listen to. And if you ignore them, here are your hosts, Nate and Mason. What does the scripture say? Sometimes God sends angels so that unaware. they're unaware. So you don't even know it's an angel. Yep. And what is an angel? Maybe an angel is that individual that's in a messy life. And God has ordered their steps to say something specifically that they don't even think is spiritual. And it changes your life. So, with that being said, Jesus teaches to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Number one, you love God. This are the two rules. Two rules of Jesus. Love God. Love your neighbor. Right, It's very clear on that. And then Jesus also taught that you are gods. You are gods. And the kingdom of heaven is in you. Did he say that you are gods and the kingdom of heaven is in you because you have a large gold portfolio? Or that you have a church of running of 500? Or you have two businesses under your belt? Or because you have an expensive house. Or because you have a certification from the UPC. Yeah, exactly. Did, was that a stipulation? No, no. Number one, you are gods. Number two, the kingdom of heaven is in you. Number three, love God, he that exists outside of us, and love your neighbor. So why do we not ignore people? Is because, number one, they could be an angel unaware. Number one. Number two... We are supposed to look at our neighbor as the embodiment of God and that our neighbor within our neighbor is the kingdom of heaven, regardless of what they look like, regardless of their lifestyle. 
So when they come into our circle, we are to reverence them as a higher being like us. And number two, whatever they say, is it helpful or harmful? If it's harmful, it's bullshit, throw it out. If it's helpful, then that is what I needed at the moment that I needed it. It arrived right when I needed it. Which is why we use discernment. Discernment. And here's here's, 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 here's another thing. We have so factualized religion and spirituality, i.e. your friend that talked about the tarot cards, until he no longer needs to use discernment because he's got the facts. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you have the facts but no discernment, you can be sent a lie and be damned. Exactly. And that's usually what happens because if we're talking tarot cards, you've got your facts, but you've got your discernment. Mm-hmm. Which do you choose to choose? Which which path do you choose to go down? The one that is the most spiritual or the one that is most carnal? Yep. And if I'm carnal, I'm going to go with the facts. Just the facts, ma'am. That's all I need that's is the it. facts. I don't need any of this spirituality shit. I don't need none of that. Especially if it fits outside of what I think my facts d- dictate to me. If if I read the Bible and it says, repent, repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. And that's the only fact I have without understanding that there's more to life than outside the scriptures. Yep. 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 Th- than what is found in the scriptures, I should say. Yep. There's more to spirituality than what is written in a book of facts. There has to be a balance between logic and intuition. Yeah. Between fact and discernment. You have to have a balance. If you do not have a balance, then you're nothing more than a rowboat circling in circles in the middle of the lake. And you're not going anywhere. Well, I tend to, you know, because of my background and in my first 40, however many years that I was pretty much logical and rational i tend to fault on the side of or err on the side of of uh um uh, non-factual non-rational and non-logical because i know that with logic i can that's my tendency and so i tend to chase the irrational and the and use discernment more than logical and rational because i know where i go with those two things yeah I'm more strong. I'm more uh, powerful with those things. Mm -hmm. And so I try to let those die, weaken, so that my discernment becomes more powerful. And so that my discernment balances out that which I've exercised. It's like that that movie. What's the movie? It's it's a M Night Shyamalan movie. It's the worst movie I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> but there was one guy. I mean, this is kind of along those lines. Now that I think about it, there's one character in there that all he did was work out one arm, and so it was huge. He was real strong. His other arm was like really skinny. Like, and this was a skinny dude, but his one arm was like Superman. And and in the movie. That became ordered. That was an ordered. If I'm going down that path, because he used that one arm to save somebody, or to, I can't remember the exact. Because it was a bad movie, really bad. It was. Movie. A, it was one of his first. Huh? No, it was probably third or fourth. <laughs> I think. I think it was one of those that that he was trying to do some stuff, you know, like he does, and it would just didn't work out well. But my point being is that we often focus in on the rational and logical, and not look at the discernment. And so one arm is just huge, and then the other arm is like atrophied yep. and, and, and makes no no power at all. And so yes, there is a balance. 
The way I balance those, because I know that I'm more logical and rational minded, I'm allowing that stuff to go so that I can work on my discernment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do I still use that? Yes, because some things, I mean, even in my discernment, I'm using logic and rational within the ideas of of the realm of spirituality. Um, But not in a factual versus knowledge kind of thing. It's like I'm using the knowledge that I've gained to think logically so that I can use my discernment better. Mm -hmm. As opposed to like, oh, well, if it don't fit in my realm, then that's... You know, and I think that's a big problem. I also think it's intention. You know, I mean, if I'm intending to chase the truth down, no matter where the truth leads, as opposed to, okay, well, I got these facts and this is what fits in my facts. I don't know if any of that makes any sense. It makes perfect sense. You know, but that's that's where we are. I mean, that's, you know, so th- this this is the path I've went down, this understanding of that. And, and, and because of that, you know, I've started going down this understanding of ordered uh, ordered steps. And um, and so I'm almost of the mind that no matter what you do, is ordered. Yes. And and then when you start looking at like and that caught took me down this path of the different types of people. So so if we're getting if we're getting kind of weird in this shit, I mean, I I question whether someone who's a background character even exist if I'm not acknowledging them. Sure. Um, not that I, I think that they're worthless. And in fact, if anything, it makes me more compassionate to them because I understand they're not capable of making the decisions. And it's not like I'm above or below. It's just they're just not there. And so I have to be more compassionate to who they are. You know, and so if they make the wrong decisions, then you have to wonder, okay, well, maybe maybe they're just now beginning and their soul is brand new. And that's the way they make their decisions. And it's just that their decisions are not my decisions. That's why I like that's one that's one thing about other practices, I guess, that I that I have learned that I do enjoy or that I do like is that. They look at, or we look at people, and there is a, 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 a heart of compassion and a heart of mercy from them, right? Which, with outside of spirituality, within organized religion or fundamental, organ, fundamental religion, whatever, there is no compassion outside of the community, right? So... We one thing that I've learned, one of the things that I've learned within the past 18 months is that people respond from their own trauma. Oh, yeah, for sure. And what they do, this is this week I was sitting in meditation doing shadow work this week. That was my focus this week. I took off a week from work and began to do work, you know, do shadow work because that never ends. Right. And. With shadow work, you you project your shadow on other people. So when they do something, you get you respond negatively, right? And then you have to ask, why did I respond negatively from that? That didn't require a negative response. And then you go in to your in, you know to your shadow or your subconscious, and then you root out the cause of that, right? So when you root out the cause of that, there is 
a seed of trauma that was planted. You forgot. You buried it. You knocked it out. Whatever. So when you have an experience, that conscious or that trauma comes out of the subconscious. And then you project out. So that individual that you're reacting to becomes a physical manifestation of your trauma. And the only way that you can deal with that, or you feel that you have to respond to that, is in aggression. Right? So what that does is it allows you to see people from a more compassionate view. Because when they respond negatively or they have a whatever, right? You understand that behind that is trauma. And they are deserving because they have, they are little gods. And they have the kingdom of heaven within them. But they don't know it yet, right? Or they're asleep or they're a non-player, right? Is that we look at them and... We, have, we must operate from compassion so that we ourselves can help empower that individual beyond that. Does that make sense? Yeah. The only gotcha, I know I went off on a, no, on the, a tangent. The, the only gotcha I would have with that is that, yes, that's true, but there are some people who will never change. No, exactly. And so so in my case, or not my case, in, in, in my experience, there's some people that I will work with as long as they're making progress. But at the point that someone refuses to make progress, i.e., your, your, your friend with the, the facts, you know, I, it, as long as you're in that place, you're not making progress and you may never make progress. And that doesn't mean he won't, but um, it's highly unlikely as long yep. as you're so static and so. Um, defensive in that in that in that understanding and and granted I don't have a problem with that per se but there's a point where like if I engage with somebody like that it's purely surface and I'm Absolutely. not I'm not going to mesh my energy with that because no. that shit will rub off on no, you no because you need you have done work yeah therefore you need to establish a boundary yeah right that says and I just want to be clear with that it doesn't mean just because someone went through trauma doesn't mean you got to allow their trauma to, nope. to to attack you nope you know I can you know it's it's funny I can love unconditionally and what does love unconditional mean it means I can love you even if you don't re- reciprocate that love mm-hmm. back yes that's unconditional love yes and so yes I can do that but it also doesn't mean I got to put up with your shit correct it doesn't mean I have to correct you either that's correct. maybe not my no. place exactly my place is just like, Oof, I don't want anything to do with this. So I'm going to put up a boundary, and you're not going to treat me like that. And if you want to be in my energy, you've got to abide by these yes. rules. And, and and you know, there's very few people that I'm like, I will not be around that person. That is, for me, not being around people and not engaging with people has become a very new lesson that I've learned. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, boo-boo. What is it, Yogi? Make sure to check out Reynolds.pub. I love them like I love a good picnic basket. Yogi, that's a great idea. But what would Park Ranger say? Don't listen to him. He's a commie. Well, that's because of our upbringing. Each one reach one, right? We, I mean, we have to minister. We oh, have to have always to minister. constantly 
and evangelize and constantly witness right. and constantly, but but no. we're constantly engaging in this in this energetic terrorism to an extent. Yes, I like because that because we're 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 constantly engaging with people who who one may not give a shit, two may actually be in a higher level of energy than ourselves, or three. Um, I don't even know what the third one is. It escaped. It went out of my brain. So the fact is, is that... Quick, quick, show him a tithing balloon. He'll yeah, wake up. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll make some shit up and make you happy. We, we throw some fast music in. You can dance a little bit. Um, and, and whoop, be like that. Um, anyway, you know, it's, it's kind of like this understanding that if I'm witnessing constantly and I'm putting my energy out constantly, and here's the question, though. At some point, what at what point... So let me back up on that a little bit because... Uh, I just had a thought process. Um, I am not entirely sure that anyone um, that that anyone who is uh, trying to witness continually can actually do so. And the reason being is like all of us have a certain amount of energy that we can expand or expel or give, yeah. and then we run out. And so the question then becomes. Um, if you're witnessing all the time and never actually having any kind of incoming from the spark of divinity, then are you really dysfunctional? So, so I would even take. Let me take it another step. And this again, everybody, this is just stream of thought. So you're seeing me a stream of thought right now. So here's the big question: If you're able to witness all the time and not be exhausted after you're done, are you really witnessing, mm. or is that your ego talking? Are you using facts or are you using knowledge? Because I can witness with my facts all day long and never get tired. Yep. Because I have the facts. Yep. But if I'm using knowledge where I'm actually using discernment to understand where the other person's coming from and to understand what maybe they need to hear, which is not baptism in Jesus' name, speaking in tongues, running the aisles, tithing, it may be that they just need to hear that they got this divinity of God. They got a spark of divinity within them. Yep. Maybe that's all they need to hear. But if you're trying to spit out facts, well, you've got to do this, 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 and this, and that, and the other, and the blah, 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 they're not hearing you. If you were to die today, would you go to heaven? Oh, yeah. When's the last time you spoke in tongues? Motherfucker, <laughs> when's the last time you spoke in tongues, bitch? What the fuck? I don't speak Spanish. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yes. it's, 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 uh, it, it, it's it's this understanding that if you're not exhausted after actually engaging with somebody in a manner that is actually effective, you're probably not witnessing. All you're doing is you're blowing up your own ego so that you can make sure that you tell your preacher on Sunday, I witnessed to 20 people this week. How many people did you witness to? Adam or Mason or Duke or whomever. How many people did you witness to? Because I did more than you. Mm-hmm. So Watchman Nee, have you ever heard of Watchman yeah. Nee? Okay. Watchman Nee states that... He's a, not telling me to watch his knee. That's a fucking ugly knee right there. I ain't going to lie. Uh, so Watchman Nee states that... That knee man, looks like one of those 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 it, Easter Island eggs. It's a, it's a little pot mark. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about, Easter Island? Those, 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 those statues? statues? Yeah. That's just what your knee looks dumb, like. Dumb, dumb. Dumb, the dumb dumb guy, right from uh, 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 yeah. the museum. Yeah, dumb dumb guy. I forgot about that. That's funny shit. We just took a whole nother. <laughs> it's like it's like we own drugs. Or oh something. my god! So Watchman Nee states that man is a tripartite. 
Okay, so in the oneness movement, we don't want to say man Tri. is a trinity. Anything that starts Anything with a T R I. Nope. 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 Tricycle. Though we are made in you the know. image of God. Yeah. Tricycle. You know. We don't use tricycles. We don't. So use our we are made up of tops. <laughs> body. We are made of body, soul, and spirit. Right. So they are co-equal. And co-eternal, right? No, not really. So you have your body, which is your which is your meat suit, you know, your mud pie, right? Because God made a mud pie and then breathed life into it, right? So your body is your spacesuit. That's what you have to wash. And the only way your spacesuit can live and exist without rotting is in the blood, right? The blood keeps it fresh, I guess. So then you have your soul. Your soul is who you are, right? Your soul is the seed of the personality, man's will, intellect, emotion, and life is in the soul. If your soul leaves, the flesh suit rots, dies per se, right? The heartbeat stops, the brain function stops, the blood flow stops because it is your soul that is the spark that keeps this all going. Lastly, is you have your spirit. Now, your spirit man, your spirit man, is that which is the tether between you and the divine. Okay, but it is the spirit man that operates and works within the spirit so that it can work, it can minister. It can connect to God and function within a spiritual setting, right? So if your spirit man is dead, then there is no connection between the the human or the person and the divine. So he teaches that in John 3, if you are born of the water and of the spirit, you are born again. And what he's talking about is that the spirit man is resurrected at baptism and then we have that connection with God again right so I don't even know why I got in all this you were talking about knees and, and, and he got some he got distracted by my knee so God no I did not so it is your it is your spirit man that connects you to the divine that helps you to operate within the heavenly realms right and it is your soul, which is your spark. Up next on Reddle's Pub. I don't necessarily disagree with that. The way I and 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 and, and the way I would define that probably is true and all you know the body versus uh, the the difference is is I would say that the spirit um, is what keeps us alive and the soul is that which exists above. Mm-hmm. So because I tend to, and I can't prove any of this, this is all esoteric right. and all just knowledge, but I tend to think that that, that which exists above us is almost, uh, you know, I hate to say this because of the bad guys in the movie, but, you know, that, that in Star Trek where you have the, the machines that are taking over people. The Borg. The Borg, the cyborg. Yeah. I almost look at the soul as 
the the culmination of all souls mm-hmm. is that which is divine because I think that all souls communicate and come to a conclusion as to what it is and it's a very level um, very um, there's no higher or lower 